Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm sitting down with Tara Miller. She is a Toronto-based nutritionist who focuses on intuitive eating. She is also the owner of Health Hut, which is a concept wellness store located both downtown Toronto and Muskoka. On today's episode, we talk about how she got started both as a nutritionist and store owner. We actually get into what intuitive eating actually is, her definition of health and wellness, the importance of community, and of course, we get into some of her favorite products that she's currently using. Apologies in advance. I feel like this episode is a little bit all over the place just because I hop from like one question to another because there was a lot of ground to cover and I always have questions as I go. So I really hope you guys enjoy and are able to keep up. Hi, Tara. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for coming. Rainy Tuesday, but it's, it's warm out. So it's okay. So why don't we just get into how you started and like, I mean, where you are now? Yeah. So everything kind of started when I went to school for nutrition Mm -hmm. and I don't really have a story that I kind of cured myself from some massive digestive issue or had anything, um, profound like that, but I finished university. I was studying psychology and I really had just an interest in food and cooking and, um, helping people. And so I decided to go to, um, the Institute of Holistic Nutrition to study and kind of found myself consulting one-on-one after that, which I enjoyed, but I kind of had seen myself doing more than that. Um, and so in that first year, I opened Health Hut. So do you think we should talk about Health Hut first? Yeah, wait, I had no idea. First. I can't believe you like started at, both at the, at the same, same time. time. I know. Um, okay, so when you went to, I mean, become a nutritionist, that was like post four years of university. Exactly. Right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, how did how I had an arts start? degree and there's not a lot you can do with no. that. So had to figure in this day and age. Out. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that summer, so I started practicing in 2011 Mm -hmm. and that summer I'd always gone to Muskoka where our cottage was and kind of spent my summers. And I thought, to be honest, I wish again, I had a bit more profound kind of thing, but I wanted to be in Muskoka and I, my family has a property there. And so I turned an old ice cream hut that we had into the health hut. Is that still it? It's still there. Oh, it's so cute. So it's funny. So it was really tiny. I think it was eight by six or something super, super small. And I put in a couple of my favorite things. I'd actually, one thing when I was in school, we talked obviously a lot about food, but we started to talk about products. So cleaning products, makeup. Um, It wasn't back then, it wasn't really talked about or or kind of covered in the media as as it is today. So I remember doing a project and we had to go home and take 10 items that we use daily. So whether it be like a cleaner or a makeup remover or body wash, and we had to do some research on every ingredient that was in there. And that was honestly the first time I'd ever considered what I was using every day or putting on my skin. It was just not talked about. I don't know if you remember. That's interesting though, that like in nutrition school, they would ask you about your like cleaning products. Well, it was, of course was environmental um, studies or something, you know, and obviously it is a holistic school and everything's related, but it was just something that I personally had never considered. So it was really eye opener to me. And we, I guess after I saw that, I 
you know, obviously took an interest in finding alternatives and not out of a place of total fear, because I don't think that you can make good sustainable change when you're just scared and stressed out and panicking it's and like trying. A nervous thing. Yes. Like I shouldn't be doing anything. No, you don't want to do that. But <laughs> it made me interested to just see like, are there alternatives that work the same way? Maybe, you know, smell really nice and, and have benefits that I can find. So that was something that was important to me. Pairing that with wanting to work in Muskoka and be in Muskoka all summer, having this little ice cream hut, putting in some of my favorite stuff. I picked the name Health Hut. It was so literal. Never did I ever expect to see a business post that summer. Yeah. And here we are now going into my eighth summer, which is really fun. And I always thought it was like the store and then the hut that came after. Well, that's what the name is. I mean, I I like telling this story and I'm glad that people are listening because there really is a hut and that's how it started. It's not There's just a, a literal hut basic name, health hut. Yeah. It's just a store in the city. Yeah. So yeah. So that's where that came from. So going back to the nutrition side of things, um, like I said, I was practicing, I was doing one-on-one kind of basic general nutrition as we learn protocols, kind of the shoulds and shouldn'ts, the do's and don'ts, people coming in, like, what should I avoid? What should I eat? That's kind of the way it went. And I... I felt slightly conflicted. I mean, I liked helping people, working with people, talking about food. It was a passion of mine, but I felt like I was living a different life. So I could tell someone to avoid gluten and dairy and sugar and this and this and this, and then I would go home and I would eat a normal meal. Like I would have salad and pasta, probably a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. maybe you know, I would have nourishing foods and also play foods, foods that I was telling them that they maybe should be avoiding. And I was doing that because I thought that's what I was supposed to do as a nutritionist. And that's what I was taught. And that's what I thought my clients were paying me for. So kind of fast forward a couple of years, I was working in the health hut and I was also seeing clients and I started to just still kind of question that nutrition side of things. I knew that again, I loved eating and working with nourishing foods, but was this message I was giving people the right one? So I was considering stopping and just working on the store. And then I found myself at um, a continuing education class at my school Mm -hmm. with um, a woman called Kyla Fox. She's Mm -hmm. actually local and she works with um, women with eating disorders, or I should say people with eating Mm -hmm. disorders. And she was teaching... Uh, a six week course. And that's where I felt like I had a massive shift where I recognized that this positive relationship I had with food was not common. It wasn't common among women who were aspiring nutritionists, everyone in my class, not everyone, but a lot of people in my class. It wasn't the case with the clients that I was necessarily trying to heal and help through further restriction. Um, and it wasn't the case with, you know, with a lot of people like everywhere that may not be talking about it. Yeah. So that bit was a big eye opener. So the part that I thought why I wasn't a good nutritionist was me going home and doing what I wanted and eating what I wanted. And then, you know, not telling people. Did you feel guilty about it? I did, but for different reasons. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel guilty like, for like, eating yeah. the food I was eating and living life was eating yeah. living because I felt fantastic. Yeah. But I felt guilty, like, what if my clients saw this? And I'm like <laughs> cheating on my plan that I gave them yeah. because I thought that's what I was supposed to be giving yeah. them. So I was living an authentic life. Yeah. 
but teaching people to live a different one. And that's right. what felt so weird. Yeah. And so in this class, I learned, it's almost like Kyla gave me permission to live and teach this. Right. She was all about inclusive foods. A healthy mm-hmm. relationship with food includes all foods. A healthy life includes all these foods. Um, like sheep's cheese, goat's cheese. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be perfect. And the the lessons that we were given at school about this like really intense restriction ultimately would lead to binging or confusion or disconnect mm-hmm. with what our bodies wanted. Labeling yourself too and restricting your... I think restriction is the worst thing for the human body. Like mentally because when someone keeps saying like don't do this you can't do this you're like I'm doing something wrong and then it's just human nature to like want to rebel and it gives that food or that action so much power a hundred percent so if it didn't have it it's like chips are just chips are just chips Mm -hmm. but when chips become forbidden they're this chip yeah (laughs) and it's so different because I think for myself too um I mean I'm very vocal about being obsessed with like quote unquote balance, Mm -hmm. but there are some foods that I just don't like and I don't enjoy and that they happen to be bad foods, right? Like I don't sit there and enjoy like stuffing my face with like chips because I feel like, I just don't like how I feel after, but do I love pasta? Yes. And that's your (laughs) thing, right? So to blanket, to say that like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad for everyone is just confusing Mm -hmm. and it leads them to feel guilt, probably want more of those foods and not to trust our body when they do want a little bit of them. They feel like that's the wrong thing Yeah, and it's confusing. So what I learned in this class was um, permission, permission as a person to eat the way that I felt like eating without guilt, without shame, which I, I believe I was practicing for the most part, but permission as a practitioner to also be like, to, to share that message without feeling I needed to do something else for them. Right. Because ultimately a healthy lifestyle, and we'll probably talk about more of that later, <laughs> includes way more than what we're just eating. Right. So what are you thinking? What are you, you know, what um, are you restricting? Are you there for them binging? Like, what is that experience with food? Are you experiencing pleasure? Are you experiencing satisfaction? Are you experiencing flexibility? So I love that class. And that's where that's when you I had decided. your aha moment. Yeah, I had an <laughs> aha moment thanks to Kyla Fox, who kept me in the nutrition world, um, but just in the kind of a little bit of a counter to what I had been practicing before. And so that's what led me to intuitive eating, which I don't know if a lot of people know what that is or what that yeah, means. What is it? I um, haven't heard of that term. Yeah, so basically it's, listening to your body and your internal cues rather than a set of external ones. So I wouldn't give a meal plan because what would happen if, you know, I said you should eat this much and you were more hungry than that. You would start to wonder what's wrong with me. Like she said, I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to eat one cup and I'm way more hungry. Or what if you want to eat less than that? And you stop trusting your body and what it needs and you can't, what also happens when you don't have your meal plan? How do you know how to feed yourself if you're just following, you know, some external set that's of so information. Interesting. Yeah. That's so, cause I, I had friends when we were younger, like I would say in like high school are like some of my friends like had their parents send them to dietitians and they would be like so restricted to like half a cup of this. And like right. everything was measured, everything was weighed. And I was like, are you hungry? And they'd be like, yes, I'm still hungry. I'm yeah. like, 
oh <laughs> totally i'm like are you ever gonna stop being hungry they're like well our bodies will just get used to it i'm like mm. it doesn't seem right i think your it? body is just gonna start eating like, yes from the and inside we'll, <laughs> and actually you're it's such a good point because if you continue to do that for so long you'll have a primal response it's a biological response to then eat mm-hmm. and often you'll lead to chaotic maybe binge eating because you've been restricting for so long yeah. and it's just kind of like your body's going to take over. And that's when people then worry that they are emotional eating or they have binge eating problems when often it's just, they haven't eaten enough mm-hmm. and they find themselves in this chaotic situation. So. so would you find intuitive eating also, I do want you to keep explaining it, mm-hmm. but more of an emotional and mental change of like your relationship with food. Totally. So it's more about the psychology of food mm-hmm. than it is about the actual food. So what's fun and interesting is that the shift has come off like rarely do we even talk a lot about the actual food. I care less about what someone is eating than the um, experience around that. Is it positive? Is it negative? Like I said, are you feeling satisfied at the end? Are you feeling that you're able to be flexible? So if you thought you um, were going to go home and make your dinner, but then a friend called and wanted you to go out and that seemed appealing, are you able to be flexible and join them Mm -hmm. knowing your perfectly planned meal is not going to be happening anymore. And you're not going to have a full pizza with a pasta. Right. <laughs> You'll yeah. be okay with that too. Exactly. <laughs> the so, restaurant's not going to close down people. No, no. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's flexibility. It's pleasure. I think we, we miss that piece. There's um, a book called the pleasure principle that I really like. And it talks about some of the healthiest people are not the people that take all their supplements eat a perfect diet, have a green juice every day, go to the doctor, blah, 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 blah. But they're the people that like the glass is half full. They're the people that have that flexibility, that satisfaction. They can find pleasure in small things. And it goes a really long way in terms of overall wellness and overall health. And I think we're missing that bit. Yeah. And didn't you, I feel like you felt better once you started practicing that way either. Oh, like a whole yes. weight was lifted off your shoulder. You're like, 100. I can live now. hundred <laughs> percent. You want to feel like you are being authentic yeah. and doing what feels right to you. And yes, I, I think I was still very lenient and calm and casual and balanced for lack of a better word, nutritionist. I love the balance in the quote. I, I always say that when I say, I want to feel more grounded. Yeah. Like, What are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I'm supposed to say that. I know it's what you're supposed to say. So I think I was balanced, but, um, what really changed is when I was able to say, there's nothing that I have to do. And there's nothing that, that my clients have to do. Mm-hmm. You are the expert of your body you are the one that make the decisions, not me. So when they come in, sure. We talk about things that we could experiment with guidance, whatever, but, but they know best. And if they don't like green juice, they don't like green juice. It might not make them feel good. Yeah. It doesn't go for everyone. Yeah. Did you find that? Cause I find this a lot when you introduce that to your, like that new mentality to your new clients who are just coming to being like, okay, like I'm going to see my nutritionist where they like, no, I want someone to give me rules. Big time. Yeah. And I still battle with that a little bit. Yeah. So what I do is I'm, I'm really upfront. So I'll ask everyone why, why they're coming in. What are your expectations? Mm-hmm. I give my little blurb on, you know, what I'm all about, what you're not going to get, but what you are going to get. And I believe you're going to get a lot of freedom, flexibility, that relationship will be strong. A lot of benefits that are not just physical, so psychological and mental, um, but you're not going to get a meal plan. 
you're not going to get a diet. We won't focus on weight loss. Weight loss may be a side effect if you're not at your natural set weight, but weight gain could be a side effect too, depending on where you are and mm. you know what you've been doing for a while. Yeah. So then how did you go from the hut to the store? Hut to the store. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Skoka hut to yeah. the Toronto store. <laughs> We're also going to get back into the health part. I'm yeah. just like, my brain is like all over the place. So like, I really need to know how you moved from the hut to the store. Yes. So the hut was May. And you only did it in the summers, right? Only summer. So yeah. it was May 2, 4 to September, Labor Day weekend. I believe my first three summers, I was uh, up north exclusively. And then I would come home September, resume seeing clients. Mm-hmm. But I had no Toronto store. I would okay. do, uh, I was out of my apartment and I had an online store. And every drawer in our house was full of Tata Harper and like scrubs yeah. and this and that. It was really funny. And then I moved to a little spot on Harbor. Did you ever come to yes. that store? Okay. Yes, it was little. So it was, it was so very cute. little. It was 10 by 10 yeah. and no bathroom, no storage. It was like the Muskoka hut in yeah. size. And then last September, I moved to the location I'm at now, which is 786 College, where we are tonight. It is beautiful. And it's much bigger. And it's been very fun. And now I am able to see my clients out of the backspace. We're actually working on a yoga meditation treatment room and just no one here can see, but you can see into the back behind yeah, us. Yeah. And yeah, it's been great. It's been great to That's do more lovely. events, more workshops and try to blend the two worlds. So as we talk about food and inclusiveness and flexibility and not mm-hmm. trying to fear, um, make change out of fear. Sorry. We, at the hut are trying to be inclusive and not super strict. If you, I'm always here to, to teach people. I'm mm-hmm. never going to say like, go throw all your makeup and come back and I'll give you a clean, again, quote marks in the air, clean routine. And again with the extremists, right? Extremists. Everything's thrown out. The drawers are emptied. Yeah. Here's $2,000. I need a whole no. new. Where can you find pleasure <laughs> Yeah, and also make change that feels good to you and find a solution without compromise. So if you love something about your skincare, like mm-hmm. your favorite, let's say like Mac lipstick and you can't mm-hmm. find one, you're not going to die by continuing to use that. Maybe you find a shampoo or deodorant. I just think that, yeah, go easy on yourself. Yeah. So on that term, on that note, I mean, what, what is your personal def, like your personal definition of health and wellness? Because I feel like right now this, like this coin term is like, there's no outside thinking. And I feel like I, I view it in a very different way. So like, what is your personal definition of health and wellness? Yeah. So I feel like it includes many factors. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, yes, there's a component of physical health for sure. Um, but psychological, spiritual, sexual, Mm -hmm. like mental, all these levels. So what I mean by that is you can't go through life having a perfect diet, but being crazy stressed, not sleeping and, you know, always worried about, about what that is Mm -hmm. or over-exercising, but doing something else. They kind of, again, holistically have to work together and include Mm -hmm. things that we often don't talk about, like pleasure Mm -hmm. and again, balance. Yes, definitely balance. (laughs) A little bit overused. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we put a lot of emphasis. I feel like in the health world, a lot of emphasis is placed on health and size. Mm-hmm. So size determines your inner health, but health looks really different on every body and we can't determine that. And that's, I think, something that 
gets lost in the medical world. Mm-hmm. So doctors will say, oh, you have diabetes, you need to lose weight. Or you have this, you need to lose weight without taking into consideration all the other faucets mm-hmm. that are going on. And so I'm hoping, and this goes in hand with intuitive eating, but I'm hoping that starts to change a little bit. Yeah, There's a big movement called health at every size. I don't know if you know much about that, but it just kind of talks about that and taking into consideration all the other things that might be going on and how you could be in a bigger body and still super healthy. Right. Someone may place judgment on that. And it's, it's a limited narrow view of health is just based on size. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I know you're someone who's really big on like balance in all areas of your life too. So going back to that, exactly what you said, I find that some people will be like so extreme in the way that they like work out but then they're partying all night and it's like, you're still harming your body or they're not sleeping because they're stressed because of work. And like all of that still harms your body. And I think that also mental health is just as important as physical health and they go hand in hand. Yeah. And it's the simple things like just as much as yes, going to do exercise, um, is health supportive. So is saying it's okay to sleep in. Mm -hmm. And so being able to do both, like yeah, it's nice to go have a big green bowl at Freshie, but it's equally excellent if you find pleasure in going to have pizza with your friends. Right. Or So I guess not having such a narrow vision of what that means and mm-hmm. going from how you feel versus what you think you should do. So mm-hmm. if that pizza or green bowl or whatever doesn't sit well with you, then you don't need to eat that for the sake of health my quotes, um, is going to be more than just, you know, exactly. I think also a lot of people make sacrifices. Like you said, like sleeping in, like some people will miss that time to hang out with their friends to go work out or meal prep. And those are things that I find joy in, but then it's also like, well, you know, my friends bring me joy. My family brings me joy. My alone time, just reading a book brings me joy. And sometimes people take, just take it a little too far. Yeah. You need to craft that for yourself. And that's where I think we kind of talked about everyone wants to look into successful people's days, right? So you pick the person you admire or like, what does Oprah do in the morning? Cause she's so successful. Well, she harvests her vegetables. So (laughs) that's where I want to be in life. But yeah. But what works for Oprah is not necessarily what works for you. And by you trying to then all of a sudden, maybe let's even take lemon water, for example, like if lemon water helps your digestion, makes you feel great. Maybe Q you and know. lemon water. Yeah. <laughs> but if you hate lemon water and you're right. only drinking it because someone that's cool drinks <laughs> lemon water, it's not serving its purpose. A hundred percent. So back with that green juice too, though, right? Like my best friend goes, no, with kombucha, she'll be like, it doesn't taste good. You're lying to your body. You are a sick person. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, you're mentally telling yourself you like this. I'm like, no. But I would argue that I actually do like it, but a lot of people don't. (laughs) It tastes like ginger ale without the sugar for me. So like, yes, I like it. Totally. And I, I actually, that's one of my ones that I love, love, love kombucha. Um, but I really understand what people do. I get it. It's an acquired taste. Totally. Like kale. (laughs) (laughs) Just like kale. Um, What I want to get into right now is something that I actually see so unique about Health Hut. So we spoke about this a little bit earlier. I feel like you're hosting an event here every second of every, like this is also like half an event space too. Um, My biggest thing is community and I love community and I love bringing people together what does it mean to you? And did it always have a place in your heart? And how did you 
find a way to want to incorporate? Did you always want to like grow into something that would have like events inc- incorporated workshops and all that? That's a really good question, actually. So I, you kind of like hit something when you're saying community and one, I guess, starting in a small town in Port Carling. Um, is that where you're from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not where I'm from, but where our cottage is. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that piece was cool because you kind of know everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So you go, there's not very many restaurants, not many stores and you run into everyone. And I really love that bit of the summer. So, um, maybe without knowing I wanted to kind of cultivate that feeling that I really enjoyed, um, coming into the city. So I just live on Shaw street. So mm-hmm. my whole life is kind of in this. Oh my God. We're neighbors. Oh yeah. You're close. <laughs> now everyone knows where okay. we live. <laughs> I'm not saying the address. Um, but yeah, so you, I guess having the store and my house and then you get your favorite coffee shop and then I go to the gym down the street mm-hmm. and, I want to shop at the stores. And so without knowing it, Mm -hmm. I've, you know, had this community and I just have always found it important. Like you said, to shop local, support local, because someone, I picture myself at the end of that other cash register, right? So like everything that like my whole life depends on success of the store or my clients. Mm -hmm. And so if I feel like I'm contributing to that for someone else, it feels really nice. Yeah. It's funny. We actually, my last episode with Lisa, that's exactly what we spoke about. Like everyone in Toronto supporting one another because everyone's a business owner and we all need to support each other to kind of grow. And it's my favorite thing when I'm on Uber Eats, which I'm trying to limit these days because it's highway robbery. Oh my gosh. Um, And it's also like $4.99 for the base and then the whatever. But (laughs) my thing is now I don't look at anything else and I always just get Lisa. And then I'm like balancing my guilt for ordering Uber Eats because it's so expensive, but then I'm like giving it to Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't leave the store, which is why I get it. But I'm like, okay, well, it's going in her pocket, not all of it, but a a good amount. I feel better. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love going there. And like, yeah. it's so nice to live in a big city like Toronto and to have that little community is mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And even today it was so funny. So there's a store just on the corner um, mm-hmm. and these two customers walked in and I was just paying attention to them like normal chatting, whatever. And then the store owner came running down the street and she was looking at me through the window and she was showing me, she was like kind of showing me through her, through the window, like watch them oh, okay. and like be concerned. And so eventually they weren't leaving. So she came in and she was kind of like having her presence in the store and then they left. And she's like, I'm pretty sure they just stole a candle from me. I couldn't prove it, but I was watching where they were going after and I didn't want the same to happen to you. So she had locked her door, (laughs) came into my store and just stood here until they left. Like there's no neighbor community than that. No, that's so nice. I know. So concerning, but it was, but either way I'm looking at it more of that. We all have each other's backs and, um, yeah, that's definitely it is a great way. almost like that kind of small town feeling in this little, in like a big little Italy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little Italy. Community. Yeah. But also big city. So back to the events, like there, you're always like, how did that come about though? Like wanting to host and I mean, the, the reception has been amazing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think being on Harvard street, being mm-hmm. in Toronto, I found a lot of the brands and my customers brands offering education and customers wanting it. So nutrition, natural health supplements are like a big, um, question mark for some people. They know they're interested, but they want to know what's best for them. What's this all about? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have the space to host. And so when I came here, that was like one of the first things I wanted to do. uh Yeah. 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 And it's fun. There's casual, 
but you're also meeting people. So when we, our last one, Lisa from the goods Mm -hmm. was there and there was a couple other shop owners and people our age and yeah. And watching people connect with one another is so great because then relationships form that way. And it's really nice and it's fun. It's light. It's like a nice sober activity to do in the beginning of the year when, yeah. you know, everyone's into self-care, kind of taking it easy <laughs> Buzzword a little bit. self-care. Uh, yeah. Time buzzword. <laughs> and no, it's been nice. It's been fun to learn yeah. too from all the different um, vendors and, you know, they're all keen to do workshops too. Yeah. They're so much fun. So I think what separates Health Hut from a lot of other health food stores out there right now is it's a very, it's a curated mindful space. So how did, like, I know you actually recently hosted a workshop too, like the space, the creativity of the space that you work in. So how did you come up with, okay, like I'm going to open up this space, but it's also going to be very mindful and in, into what I'm putting in here, both brands and the decor and how yeah. everything's set up mm, Yeah, visually. So, yeah. So a kind of going again with that, like intuitive eating yeah. inclusivity, I wanted people to, I wanted to attract obviously the health enthusiasts. So they're going to find kind of like brands that are harder to find and a little bit of a cult following are going to attract that person. They know what they want, but I also wanted it to be a space where you felt you could walk in off the street and you may not know it was, you know, a natural kind of health oriented store and feel comfortable. Like I'm sure this has happened to everyone where you've either gone into a gym or some type of like health place and felt kind of uncomfortable. There's like what, like muscles everywhere or like scales or just something. And you're like, I'm not cool enough or fit enough to be in this space. And I didn't want that. I wanted someone to come in and they could buy something. And there's maybe the side benefit was that it was natural. So the packaging Mm -hmm. was great. It smelled great. You were supporting someone local. You felt good buying it. Good value slash. Hey, this is good for me too. Yeah. So I wanted to target both groups of people and everyone to just feel good in the space. You didn't have to give up. You didn't have to detox. You're adding benefit to your life and it feels nice in here. And it's, it feels so, and it it doesn't feel like when I walk in here, I actually don't feel like I'm being tried to be sold something. Right. You don't like just see like merchandise attack you. It's just like a nice space. Um, that you could kind of just spend some time in, I hope that's what I, I have a few stores that I just love going into and I wanted people to come in and sure, obviously buying something is a benefit. It keeps Mm -hmm. us in business paying (laughs) the rent, but maybe this is a bad business person thing to say, but I really want people to just leave with a good sense Mm -hmm. of calm and happiness and then they'll come back. Yeah. I think we definitely get that from this space. So, um, when I first heard of Health Hut, it was because you guys were the only place in Toronto at the time to sell sun potions. Cool. Right? Mm-hmm. So, let's just start going into your favorite products. Why don't we yeah. start off with winter skin and what are you wearing? Like, what yeah. are you using right now? What do you really enjoy? And also, if we can even get into... Like if you, I don't know if you're a hundred percent clean beauty or if you incorporate it into your daily life, but let's just get into that. Yeah. So I will say my favorite kind of lifesaver winter product has been province apothecary's face balm. Have you tried it? I think I have. It is so nice. I want that brush so bad. Brush is amazing. Yeah. So in Canada, Mm -hmm. obviously we know that the winter is pretty 
crazy, harsh, dehydrating, even for the best of skin. (laughs) So moisture, moisture, moisture. I find that, um, I use a cleanser, a toner Mm -hmm. serum, and I was a no fuss. When I started the health hut, I was using a bar of soap on my face. That's the best thing too. Totally. You don't need to (laughs) do, and my skin was the same, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as I'm getting older, yes, I might be putting a little more attention, but, uh, I, I use these things because they're available to me and they're so exactly. wonderful and I really enjoy it, but mm-hmm. you don't need to. Anyway, <laughs> the balm, back to the balm, is so nice because it's whipped oil. So there's no mm-hmm. water. So it's all oil. So it's very nourishing. And it also has beeswax. So it kind of mm-hmm. seals off your skin, keeps the moisture in and protects you from the elements. And she's, uh, Julie is amazing. I don't know if you've met, had the pleasure to meet her. But she's also a nice local um, shop, Toronto. Local kind of. gals. Yeah. She's amazing. So that's my favorite yeah. product. Although I don't like to say favorite, but I guess yeah. favorite right now. Like you, you're using it every I'm day. I'm using it every day. And to yeah. answer your question about, am I all exclusively natural? I would say yes, partially because I mean, I have everything here. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. going to another store to buy, right? buy yeah. something else. But one thing that I can't believe I'm admitting is that I still use regular deodorant. I have probably eight deodorants. My in this mouth store. is wide open because that is the one thing that in toothpaste that you haven't changed. I haven't changed since grade ten. You need to try David's toothpaste. I do. Oh, you use- I buy it here. Oh, I thought you said you no, still- No, no, no. My, like, the like two things deodorant, you use. Yes, oh, deodorant okay. and toothpaste. Okay. Always natural. Have always been natural. Like that's the only two. just haven't found one I like. I'm really sensitive. So baking yeah. soda will give me a bit of an irritation. Um, I really like, actually Living Libations has a really cool um, deodorant. Well, it's not a deodorant, but it's yeah. called Poetic Pits. It's just pure essential oil mm-hmm. and it has sandalwood and it mixes in with your natural oils and it's antibacterial and right. it kind of like, it's actually really nice. Yeah. Uh, so I will use that once in a while, but I don't know. I can't explain it. It doesn't mean that the products here don't work because yeah. everyone has their it's favorite product, but yeah. I just have been sucker for my old deodorant. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, it's such an adjustment. People are always like nervous. Like I'm going to stink. I'm like, who cares? We all do. Like, it's like, and it's not even maybe smell. I don't know. Maybe it's just this (laughs) habit. I just like the consistency. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a ritual, right? Like you've been doing it forever. Okay. Why don't we move into buzzword adaptogens? (laughs) And I honestly say buzzwords. I feel like I mention this every time someone either starts telling me about their smoothies or their lattes. And then they tell me they're throwing in all these things and guys listening people, I can't stress enough how important it is to consult with your healthcare practitioner, because these aren't just like, it's not like sugar. You're not adding something to enhance the taste. You're adding something to enhance something in your body that is like deficient and not everyone is deficient. Well, right. Well, so basically with adaptogens, your body, it's going to help your body restore balance. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, depending what your, what else is going on, or if you're on any other medications or, for example, some adaptogens can increase, um, your immune system. Mm -hmm. If you say have something like an autoimmune disease or something, you don't want your immune system to be increased, then you have to be careful. One that I really, really love is the reishi mushroom. Mm -hmm. And I like that because at least from, and I'll also preface that I'm not a doctor and I, you know, I have knowledge that's somewhat limited to like the research that I've been able to do through the brands and, you know, through, but through education as well. Right. Yeah. Um, reishi mushroom. I like because 
it's quite safe and it is immunomodulating, meaning mm-hmm. it can help increase your immune system should that be what you need, but also help not ha- like activate it if you have an autoimmune condition. Okay. So I love reishi mushroom. It's really good for anxiety, for stress, mm-hmm. calming. That I know of very little kind of um, side effects other right. than it can naturally reduce uh, blood pressure. So if you already have low blood pressure or if you're on blood pressure medication, you may want to you know, think about that, but generally safe. It's the safe one. I think so with the research that I've done. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd like to say that to everyone that's buying them, you know, Goop, um, I think it was holiday 2016, had a big article on a lot of the Sun Potion adaptogenics and products. And Mm -hmm. there was- Like dissecting it? Just recommending. So she would have different recipes and then, yeah, talking about them. She did have a nice little chart at the bottom kind of saying- classes of safety. So mm-hmm. to be concerned if say you're pregnant or breastfeeding or to be concerned if you have, you know, so-and-so health condition, but point is she put this out and people were going mental for sun potion. And so I like to, to say to everyone kind of what you say, like that, um, always when you're trying anything new mm-hmm. to talk to someone, if you're on any medications or like, for example, I had a client who had bad ADHD and was on medication. He wanted to take rhodiola, which is amazing, but it's, um, it's good for like focus and mental clarity. And his pharmacist said that there would be a bit of a, um, interaction. So important to just check a hundred percent that, but amazing because adaptogens by nature are going to help your body adapt, um, adapt to stressors that we're all experiencing, um, internal, external, Mm -hmm. but also adapt to the changes going on around. Oh, that's why it's adaptogen. Yeah clicked. Yeah. So help you find balance. So generally safe, but depending on what else is going on. Also, everyone is a bit different in terms of sensitivity. Like, uh, we have our manager, Simone here. She took, um, they have the yin power. People are raving about that. Yeah. And it sells out every second. It's amazing. (laughs) And so I love everything in it. There's reishi, there's ashwagandha. Oh, so it's a mix of, it's a mix. There's tokos. It's beautiful, but she can have a little bit and she feels instantly energized. Um, I think she's downgraded the, the serving size and feels nice. And again, mm-hmm. that's that individual. She's just a bit more sensitive just as someone yeah. can drink caffeine or so safe generally, mm-hmm. but, um, recognize it, you know, listen to how your body's feeling. And it's not just pretty packaging guys. Which <laughs> it is cute packaging. I think too, <laughs> <laughs> but just still be careful. Of course. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So reishi, is there another one you love? I also like in the mushroom category, uh, chaga mushroom, which is excellent again for immunity, Mm -hmm. um, has that adaptogenic benefit. I think any adaptogen you take has that same quality of like helping you find hormonal balance, balance against stress, which pretty much everyone kind of needs these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But that one has the added benefit of, of immune they're just good for you. Mm-hmm. And these ones are like the more safer ones. These ones just tend to have a bit more research. Right. I've found again as well. Um, yeah. The mushroom varieties, I think, have, have a little bit more significant uh, that I've been able to see. Then there's ashwagandha, which which is also really popular. Another goop favorite, which was pretty funny as sales were indicating. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but to be careful with. Yeah with those. Well, 
that's 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 all the time we had cool yeah so thank you tara thank you for sitting down with me and we're going to include i'm going to include some of the links to some things that we spoke about in this interview and yeah you can follow tara at health hut on instagram at shop health hut on instagram and i mean that's also a way for you to find out about all the workshops that they have in the store any new products stuff that are back in stock because the sun potions sometimes (laughs) go really quickly um and that's it so thanks guys